Hey guys, Professor Pete here. I just want to put like a little disclaimer on the, the beginning of this episode that Pete and I get into, you know, the tragic incident that happened down in Texas with the school shooting. Um, we don't get in, into anything like super graphic or anything, but, you know, this shook me up. I know uh, a lot of us have kids and if it's something you just don't want to hear, then, uh, you know, skip this one. If you guys are angry or, you know, curious how the hell something like this could happen and you want to hear our thoughts, they are in the following episode. All right, guys, here we go. Okay, guys, Splendid Torch Podcast, uh, a little bit of a special episode. We are at the McHugh Compound. It's weird not talking jujitsu outside the academy right it's weird yeah the good thing is when you when we record in the academy i literally will look at the mat and like recount <laughs> some of the things that happened on the week and then you look over and you see somebody coming in and it's yep. like oh dude by the way like johnny's doing a great He's job doing a great job so we're gonna have to dig deep a little bit and well, stay i got focused. a quick i got one once we get rolling i got a shout out to jean luke as we drive as we were driving here He's in actually. He's in California right now. Oh wow! He's like, Professor, I'm going to get up at six a.m. and do the ruck with you guys at nine a.m. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, so he's going to. We're going to have a simulcast, I guess. That'll be pretty cool. Is there any significance to the distance? Five point one one. Uh, that's just the way the loop worked out. Oh, all right, I didn't I, know if it was no, like no. I mean, I would have like every five point eleven <laughs> seconds, like you know, somebody ties their boots in the wrong way. Yeah. No, uh, I. I mean, I'll be honest, I wanted to do 10, but I think it's hard to sell people on 10, especially our first one. And uh, we'll I, see. Dude, I don't know. I don't, I, sometimes the more difficult, the more appealing. True. Like if you guys are doing three miles, I probably wouldn't do it with you. Yeah. But yeah, all right, I'll see. I thought that to start five is a good, it's good. Intermediate. It's challenging. It's it definitely is. challenging. It is. Especially when you're pounding the pavement. Yes. Like last Friday, I did a, a hike with Matakis. And, uh, I very foolishly didn't give him a time frame Mm because usually I'm like, dude, I could see on Friday, but I have to be home by like one 30. Yeah. And then, you know, he knows every trail in the tri-state area like by heart. So he'll be like, all right, we'll do the blue to the yellow and then we'll be back by one 20. And I was like, yeah, I got you. You know, we got all the time in the world. You got to the West Virginia state line. We end up in the middle. We're like in this, (laughs) in the middle of Wharton state forest, which is like 140,000 square miles. Yeah. And I'm like, so does this like loop back around? towards like where we parked he's like oh no no we're gonna have to turn around i'm like dude we're like seven and a half miles out <laughs> i think it's time to turn around yeah. but we did like a 13 and a half mile hike that's good but when you're doing it in the woods it's easy on your joints yeah like my feet felt good yeah and people animal. don't realize the 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 benefit of running on a trail running uh, that's why if you ever look at ultra marathons the majority of them uh it's it's uh terrain it's it's yeah, dude, dirt. I mean, imagine running, you mean like the when it's like 100 plus miles? It's technically 33, was it 33.3 and above? Is 50K ultra? and above is an ultra. All right, well, you get guys like Cam Haynes, yeah. and he's doing like the 240 Road race. Moab or whatever. Yeah. But he's, they're doing that through the desert. Yeah. You, I don't think you can pound the pavement that long. You end up like David Goggins, like your knees just meld into like a weird. Yeah, it's a weird joint. Mass. I, 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 I Look, there's guys that do it. I think that uh, for myself, I, I, I could just tell you because like Monday I got up, I did four and a half. And then at noon, uh, I did a three mile ruck with the weighted vest. What and are you then, doing? You walking or running? I'll run, walk. I rock. As my so dad speak. will call it. He wa- he goes wogging. Wogging. I yeah. rock. Nice. It sounds better. It does. But uh, Tuesday was raining, so I didn't. But Wednesday I got up and did four and it was more of a rock. Run, walk. Yeah. Mostly running though. And then a noon ruck. And then yesterday, I just put the weighted vest on and did uh, four and a half. You got like 20 pounds in there? I got 20. But Monday, I'll probably put, I'll probably get the, the weighted vest and maybe my 35-pound kettlebell in a backpack. What's a typical weight of like a soldier's pack? <sighs> trying to, everyone is different. I've heard, like, I've heard like 80 pounds before. Could, I've heard if you 60. have a full load, a full load could be uh, 85 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hell, that's a lot of weight. It dude. is a lot of weight because I can remember we we had, you know, it was basically everything you could fit in that bag is what you take with you. Yeah, you know, it's not like you have a cruise box where you put other stuff in there. Like, oh, I got my stereo with me. No, if it doesn't fit in a bag, it's bone box with 19, <clears throat> 19 pounds of double D batteries. In double it. D batteries, yeah. But uh, it, there's 
you know, you have your, your fast bag, the one that you carry that's lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, and then you have the medium range bag, which I think is probably about 45, 50. And it goes up. It all depends. Where, where does you. the term rock come from? I believe. Is it, it a rucksack? It's a rucksack. Is that where it comes yeah, from? Yeah, but they shorten it to rock. But when you're rocking, it's just a hike. It's a you hike. got all your shit on your yeah, back. Yeah, because you, you have varying, you know, distances. You could be like, you could do an all-day ruck where, you know, you're basically doing a marathon with boots yeah. and full gear. So, but it's uh, it's funny how, uh, you know, the military is impacting civilian life, mm-hmm. you know, in a positive way because you get more and more people that are looking at, they just, they have no you know, military background, but they're out trying to do these things because they see the benefits of it. And it's the, the Goggins and the, and the Jockos of the world that really bring it to light. Dude, this, it, it really, for those who are open to the message, mm-hmm. the, this is like the, the era, era of discipline. Yeah. You know, and it all Tim kicked Kennedy. off with, with Jockos, discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And, and there's so much wisdom in that. And it kind of, I mean, Jocko, kind of came on the tail end in my opinion of the resurgence of the stoics yes like the stoicism really started to come back like five six seven years ago with guys like tim kennedy yeah tim kennedy's a huge uh stoics fan in fact he released um seneca's letters the letters from seneca yeah. the elder was he seneca the younger oh it's seneca the famous <laughs> one um he released those for free and uh he hired like a of course, it was a British guy to, to yeah. do the audible version yep. because everything sounds better. It doesn't it? in a British accent. It does. That's like uh, Judo Jeffs at the academy training with one of his uh, English friends. Yeah, he he texted me last night if it yeah. was okay. I was like, of, of course, of course. It is. And he's like, are you coming in? I was like, I am. I am a a, a fan of reenactments, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind reenacting seventeen seventy six. And Jeff Ander- Anderson goes, "Don't shoot till you see the whites of of their eyes." Yeah. And I pre- I was like, I appreciate that you're one of like three people in my life they who can that. make that reference. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. Loaded up that musket. I'm trying to dance around this topic because I know if I get started, I'm going to be saying I will, some shit. It's well, look, I I look full disclosure, uh, and I'm a gun advocate, right? I'm pro gun. I think yeah. uh, I will say this: I think almost everybody should own a gun, but right. I also think you need to have a set of checks and balances that make sense. And if, you know, I have someone very close to me that's like, man, you know, I feel like I should be getting a gun, I'm looking to move into the city possibly, and I'm like, there's no chance that's going to happen because you, you know, you go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. You go to a psychiatrist. You don't, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work for you. And I know other people that have had episodes early in life, and they're, you know, close to my age, that they had to really go through spend thousands of dollars in legal fees and reevaluation fees just to be able to get a gun license Yeah, as a grown-ass person. That's in Jersey. Yeah. Right? Jersey's got the most stringent gun laws. It's the stupidest gun laws. Dude, listen, the, you know. And again, is, we were talking about this we, this we can't We can't solve the, the gun issue. We're not going to because we're too stupid. And the, the truth is I don't think – Anyone in the world is smart enough to just sit down on one podcast and and hash the thing out. I but think we could do it, and we should do it. Let's try. But let's sense. point out some some obvious things. Here's the thing that gets me. I've always been anti-gun. Like I went to a gun range one time, and you can ask Melissa. I was shaking in my boots. I was up against the wall. I was scared shitless. Guns mm-hmm. terrifying. Well, we talked to you. It was uh, Professor Al, uh, mm-hmm. Brian Colonna, and myself because we would go. To, we went to the range in Philly. Yeah, and, I, and, no, and thank we were you. like, yeah, and you were like, I have no, no, no desire. I'm scared of guns. I don't, and I never. I was always kind of against people having so many, so many guns. Yeah, you know. And then the older I get, we have kids, and then you start to realize, and and really, the more I train, the the more I realize, like, dude, I'm like a lethal weapon. Yeah. But still, if I were to get into like a bar fight, yeah. there's a chance I, like I could get killed just yeah. from like a a random punch that hits me the wrong way and I yep. slap my head on the ground. It's yeah. just point being, you start to realize how frail and vulnerable you are. And then you bring kids into the mix and your wife and it's like you're not always just you could see where I'm going like yes. in terms of self-defense. And then that kind of started to sway me towards like all right, I understand where the fear comes from. People who don't have the ability to protect themselves. That makes sense to me. And then what really got me was the fact that 
you know, the horse is out of the barn, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like the, we've opened the Pandora's box. There is more, I think this is true. There are more guns in America than citizens, right? There's like seven or nine guns for every fucking citizen. Now, most of these gun nuts, (laughs) you know, normal guys like you, well, I am some guys like you. you. Yes. What happens is I think it's like collector syndrome. Yeah. You know, like you, you I have some collector guns that I will never shoot. Exactly. So you, you know, that, that stat does get swayed, but my point is this, the guns are out there. There's so, they're out there. I, when, what really got me was when the first lockdown hit. Remember when it was like, yeah, I remember already talking about like it, yeah. toilet papers missing, foods hard to come by, and all the the rumors of I had to eat hydrox instead of Oreos. This is bullshit! Damn it to hell! You know, and like they're saying how the national guard's going to come in yeah. and like guard the streets. But then, that's the government's right, tactics. totally. But then you start to realize, like, oh wait a second, this could really get turned south really yeah. quick. And then you start to realize, like, oh wait, everybody has a gun but me. Yeah. That's what get, if if we started at square one, like wipe the slate clean to mm-hmm. the point where there are no illegal guns out there. I would I would be totally for then. Let's nobody have them. Yeah, let's nobody have them, right? Because then I'm the safest guy in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but that's just not the case. And then you start to think, okay, well, what have like all these shootings and, and whatnot have a lot in common? Mainly, it's like these people are just breaking laws they're fucking criminals they are criminals so if we make sweeping declarations to just gather up all the guns into a pile like they did in australia when, yep. we, when i was a kid i remember seeing yeah. videos of huge piles of guns do you think the criminals are going to turn their guns in no. no and that's that's the one thing that that i people don't take that into account like we're uh, i was talking to brandon um a little while ago, he went, he was on the SWAT team. He went in, they had a bust in uh, Trenton. I'm sorry, Trenton. Yeah. I think Trenton. I said that. Trenton. And uh, <clears throat> I asked him, I said, so let me ask you a question. He had how many AKs and ARs? Oh, he had a bunch of them. I go, how many had that 10-round magazine? He goes, none of them. I go, that's great because I'm getting clipped. Uh-huh. I am the one that gotcha. has to do this because these scumbags that are getting them illegally yeah, most of them don't have serial numbers. They're untraceable. They've been stolen. All they've been through the ringer. Dude, let's, let's that's even, the problem. Let's They're the that. issue. So here's the thing. Here, let's unpack that. You said these scumbags. If you were living in Trenton mm-hmm. and you were in this situation, you're a 17 year old kid. What, I don't think it would make you a scumbag to get a gun because I don't know that you have much of a choice. And I understand that. that I do that. understand that. That's not even the issue, dude. Yeah. What what really comes down to it is. And again, this is multifaceted. I'm not smart enough to figure this whole thing out. Neither are you. I'm sorry to say. Damn it. But I think it comes down to way less about gun control and more about like the mental health aspect. That is the biggest issue. Right? How many, how many people that shoot stuff up can you say, oh, that guy's squared away? Unless it's like gang violence, which a lot of the quote unquote like mass shootings kind of get, you know, are, are just gang violence. Yeah. Not just. I'm not trying to. Oh, it's just. But that's a different thing, yeah. dude. That's like. That's a war. survival. That's yeah, survival. that's that's, that's like war. human nature. It, like for all of its faults, we're gonna say. I mean, look at Tom and Jerry for years. <laughs> but like, dude, you look at like the South Side of Chicago, yeah. and it's not people who are mentally unhealthy. It's got they're it's kids war. who have no hope, yeah. and you know they're at war, like you're saying, and they've got no prospects, and that's that's generational poverty. At play, yeah. That's not a mental health thing. But you get somebody who sh- walks into an elementary school. Yeah, he's he's broken. He's dead inside. Like there's many many things wrong with him. Yes. Now, why would somebody like that fall through the cracks? How does that happen? Is what I'm wondering. Yeah. And again, I'm now, not, he had evidently didn't have quote unquote mental issues, but he was sometimes aggressive. Well, right. That would be that would be somebody I would say okay. And like I was reading an article this morning. Uh, where this, whoever the company is, or the news outlet said, they went to go buy, uh, it's, uh, it was a Daniel Defense uh, gun. Now, mind you, this kid's, what, eight, it was 18 years old? Yeah. I don't have $2,500 for a freaking AR, and he had several of them? Yeah. Uh, where did this kid get this money, first off? So it, uh, he bought uh, the Daniel Defense gun. It was, I think it was $2,000. It's free shipping, and you get it in, you know, you, it gets sent to an FFL, of course. You can't just get shipped to your house, but yeah. it has to be an FFL. 
Well, you know, you know, he shot his grandma first. Yeah, so he's definitely a, a piece of shit. At least something's going on there. Yeah, something's amiss. So, uh, you know, I've, I've I've read a bunch of different takes on this, and and this has been going on for since Sandy Hook. Um, but and I'm not a religious guy, and but the, I think it might be because I don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Let me explain what I mean. Like I don't have this big gaping hole of. Of lack of meaning in my heart yeah like I've got so much meaning in my life and I this is so cliche and I always want to smack somebody who says this like I'm not religious but I'm spiritual yeah people like to say that for me it's really true like I've look I've read all about Buddhism I've read about Hinduism I've read about Catholic I was raised Catholic and I just you know the Catholic thing kind of it's hard to it's a hard pill to swallow yeah I'm Catholic yeah, so you know yeah. what I mean. A lot of like voodoo and like a lot of yeah, like it is like I, shame I, I, and a I'm lot all, of like yeah. That's I'm always a, I'm always a uh, it's it's like all the rituals and stuff kind well, of. It's goofy. humans. It's humans that are trying to tell us what it was. When, yeah. I, I'm as always, always like, the the human factor fucked the whole thing up. Exactly. But anyway, like there's a big like you know what people are saying is there's a god shaped hole in the country and let's unpack that word because I'm not saying that. If everybody would just be in church, yeah, it's be, not the answer. No, the, when I'm when I say God, I'm saying meaning and like mm-hmm. connection and all the things we preach about on the mat, yeah. all those things. That's what I mean. And even if like, if, even if it, it were all entirely bullshit, yeah, the religion thing, which I don't know, if nobody it is. knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. We'll find out. Yes, you, know? you do your best. You hope that if it, if the cards fall the right way, you're going. They're going. Hey, come on in. But at the end of the day, think about what when. Like as a as a country, when the majority of us were were practicing some sort of religion, not mm-hmm. saying it all had to be Christianity. Yeah, yeah. that's you not what we're saying. Are, yeah. It's just there's morality and ethics and that's and, the key. and interconnection that happen when you're a practice. You're a part of a community. Yeah, I, I I've heard several people say, and again, uh, full disclosure, I'm Catholic. I believe the whole bit. I, I you know I throw my cards on the table, maybe because I'm old and that's what happens. Full disclosure. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So, you know, but I choose to live my life a certain way. That's why I try to be giving. And I don't think you need religion to have that. No. I don't think that in the sense that I don't think it's religion is a necessity for everybody. Right. There's people that find religion for through healing, through drug addiction. And, you know, they go through that process. They find that's awesome. That's great. There's people that maybe do the same steps of recovery but they find it in another way. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not here to preach. I'm not going to carry around a Bible. I never it's hit all, anybody. It's all kind of the same thing. It though. is. But I think what it is, I think what it is, is when you think about what the basis of religion is in a sense is, it's the list. This is the list that you should follow by. And morality. Prob- morality. Like a That's what I was just going to say. Yes. Ethics. You don't need religion to do that. You just need to be not a fucking, excuse my French, a fucking asshole. Is that you, French? That sounded like it was English. Well, I heard it in French Canada, so uh-huh. I saw. I thought it was, but no. I think it's. I think there's a loss of morality in this country. Yeah, I think, and um, I think there's a lot of issues with this country. And I personally, I always say uh, we are the Roman Empire. We are on a downside. There's a lot of holes. Could be, and I think it starts with one. And and I read this. I was reading this in an article. Uh, yes, I can read. There was no pop ups, and they were talking about. The whole idea is we can't fix this on our own. And I'm like, that's true. But we can't rely on those career politicians. Oh, man. It's getting they are so the biggest much issue. They're, they're the issue. They're the ones that are bringing down this country. I put everything, all the cards on their table. When you have a leader that can't complete a sentence, that doesn't have numbers, and the reason why he's there is because he's a puppet to his side of the, ta- of the aisle, that's an issue. I read something about him the other day where it's um – it was almost like uh, it might have been Matt Taibbi wrote it, but he was he was saying how like Biden has become W, like he's become Bush. He's worse than Bush. Well, that's well, the they're scary almost part. their politics are almost identical. Identical. And and but what he was saying was it was almost like he, it's sympathetic for Biden. Like this poor guy yeah. doesn't he clearly doesn't know what the hell's going on, and they're just pushing him from room to room. Mm-hmm. He signs papers. He doesn't know what's in anything. He's burning. You, you think realize he's got that. A, and I don't mean weekend feel the burn. Yeah, he's weekend, weekend at burns. Yeah. You know that. Totally, dude. It's it's just, you know, that's unfortunate. But I know what you're saying, man. Now, here's the thing. You read this article that said, you know, we can't get out of this on our own. I I understand what that means. Like, 
I mean, I think what it meant is nobody can come and save us. Yeah, we have to save ourselves. That's the thing, the individual. You got to get back to the individual. And, and the more you can get back to a strengthened individual, you get stronger communities. Yes. And it's it's when, my opinion, and I think when people like harken back to the golden age of whatever, like you, mm-hmm. you're saying we're on this downslide. Yeah. I bet you a 17-year-old today. I the same thing. Uh, well, the 17-year-old today would ago. disagree. Yeah. But when he's... How old are you? 100, 120? 230. Yeah, when, you know, in, in 80 years when he's your age, he's going to say the same thing. It's because we have rose colored glasses. But I will say this you know, a lot of memes come out, and I'm sure they're made by people my age, but they're like, you know, it's a picture of like five kids like on their bikes outside somebody's house. Yeah, like, jump, one's jumping the other guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, we were the last generation and we, we didn't realize how good we had it. Yeah, it's true. Because it was right before social media and, yes. and like the technology everything that overtook our lives yep. and there's something there why yes. why because you were forced to have a connection with the people next to you yeah, you didn't have that other that no, delta you, you that couldn't go outside, home and like yeah. jump on xbox and like have a friend in germany storm the castle with you or whatever <laughs> fuck people do on video games you couldn't just go home and scroll mindlessly for five hours it was literally we got off the bus yep. You know, all right, I'm going to run home and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We'll meet in the woods at, in like 20 minutes and we'll build a fort. Yeah. And if you didn't, like you tried to call your friend, if he wasn't on the horn, what would you do? I'd meet him there. You, or you would find, there, there, yeah. there were the five usual spots you'd be in. <laughs> yes. You know, you check the convenience store up the yes. street. Are they getting a <laughs> slurpee? No. You know, you go to the first hangout. You go to Bobby's yeah. house where we play basketball. You yep. go to a swimming hole. If they're not there, they probably had a dentist appointment that yeah. we didn't know about. Yep. But there is a freedom in that. And there was like a... Did you guys ever yell for each other? In all the, the time. I still... All the time. I and we all had a couple <laughs> parents. My dad didn't do it. You had the whistler. Yes. So one of the dads always whistled when yeah. it was time to come home. And one of the moms always yelled. Yes. I, I can... I Richard. My friend Richard. Richard Warg, Like Rich yeah. Garrison. Richard. We could be 19 miles down the street in a swimming hall. And he'd be like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta go. go. I swear to God, we had... There was like... Um, I think there was an agreement in our neighborhood where if my father would go to the, just open his door and go, Peter, and I'd be way up the street, way up the street, and it got conveyed, hey, Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter you gotta go home. Go ahead, pass it along. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, and then it went, oh, shit, I gotta go. My no, dad's my, my, See, my parents didn't participate in that. My dad just assumed that we would know it was 6 p.m., and we had to be at the dinner table, yeah. and if you weren't, you were in deep shit. Yeah. I my can, dad, I don't have a watch. Yeah. I can't really tell time by looking at the sky. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I mean, why is that so appealing? Why is that so appealing? Because we had this mix between freedom and autonomy and connection. Yeah. And it was just like our world was smaller, but in the best possible way. You can always feel that way when you're a kid because your world is basically it's been created for you by those around you. Yeah. And your parents and your grandparents and your neighbors and whatever. And so that's your world. Your world is really small. And then you take but, that first what baby happens step when, outside. When, you're, when your world is that small yeah. and you're in this tight-knit community, you have to be, they have, they're invested in you. They yeah. have to be. The, the All the adults in the neighborhood mm-hmm. are invested in you being a good person. Yeah. It's important. Why? Because you're going to be, inf- you're interacting in their tribe. Yes. You have to make sure that everybody can kind of like, Pull their own weight. Yeah. So who's going to chop wood? Who's going to carry? Exactly, water? dude. Do so once we don't you, have that once anymore. we lose that, what yeah. happens? There's there's like you're just flapping in the wind. Now combine that with a lot of things. So we lose the community. Yeah. Right. Everybody's kind of going their own separate ways. People become isolated. Mm-hmm. And then there's this boom, huge, staggering boom in depression and suicide yeah. that directly correlates to social, social media 100 percent. i got a book right there that outlines it beautifully not beautifully tragically it is tragically it's jonathan height the the coddling yes. of the american mind yeah you get that and then you tack onto it the over prescribing of ssris yeah. where people get like disassociative syndrome and all yep. these things where not only are you isolated you're physically isolated you, you have no connection to your community yep. right and then you're numb you're numb you become it's almost like you you become a sociopath where maybe you didn't have to be yeah i tell you i had a, a friend of mine uh on facebook and i forget who it was and it posted a list of all these medicines and i'm like they're over prescribed they're over prescribing everything i'm like these are all the medicines Dude, just like and it's not just with the mental health stuff which let me be honest and clear 
some people benefit greatly yeah from lithium yeah you know they're bipolar some people benefit benefit greatly from uh i was gonna say allegra but that's for allergies <laughs> <laughs> i think they what's do. the other one that they pump everybody full in it sounds something like that like a fun name it's like a fun like easy breezy name I, that I'm, shuts your fucking brain chemicals down <laughs> <laughs> it's not allegra shit Anyway, whatever. I'm sure somebody will angrily. If somebody else send a message. Some people benefit from that, yeah. but you have to acknowledge that it's over prescribed. It is. It's always the first thing that they want to do. First thing. All right. Well, yeah. we're gonna pump you full of this. We'll yeah. see how it goes. After a month, if you're not psychotic, we'll you know we'll keep going. But if you feel like you're gonna fucking jump off a roof, then we're gonna tweak it and we'll add in this chemical. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? All yeah. right. Prescription number one. Are you exercising for at least 30 minutes a day? <laughs> they never ask. Are you sleeping eight hours a night? Never Are you? Them. Do you have any relationships? Do you have friends? Yeah. Are you connected anywhere? Yeah. You're not? All right, well, let's do this. Why are you feeling depressed? Yeah, let's get What's, you moving. Yeah. Dude, they, I know I'm talking all over you. I'm sorry, but it's all right. I'm passionate about I this. I know you are. It's, it's a scientific fact, and they did this study where uh, they compared SSRIs, like antidepressants, yep. with just a, a exercise protocol mm -hmm. and the exercise protocol was more effective than the SSRIs. Yes. Now what's the difference? Dopamine. Well, one, one can't be fucking jammed into a pill. Yeah. One, you, and soul, you earn it. Yeah. That's, and that, that's, and this, this, we sound insensitive. Just, it's not insensitive. Let's be very, very clear. I have family. Some very people close need family. the medication. I have very close family that are, are using, uh, SSRIs or whatever it is. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so um, very, very close family friends. I don't want to say family friends, but family members. Um, and I understand it. I understand it. Yeah. On the side of that is, I know there's a history on the other side of that family with uh, bipolar and stuff like that. Yeah. So if this is, you know, that's yeah, fine. Some people have crippling anxiety, exactly. depression. There's things, there are needs, but it's like, okay, that's great. Have you tried to tackle this like through exercise? Have you looked to add these things to your life? Have you tried to extricate yourself from a situation instead of being knee deep in it? Because change may be a quick way to get you out of depression, yeah. get you out of that funk. Oh man, I'm always, uh, when I'm doing this, okay. It seems like uh, whenever you're drinking a lot, your depression extends out. Well, why don't you stop drinking? Your anxiety. Your isn't, anxiety isn't it funny? Is your anxiety on Mondays is so awful. What do you do Sunday night? Exactly. Oh, you drink a bottle and a half of wine. Oh. Makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Now, look, we sound like we're talking down to people. No. We're not. And that was my elbow exploding just because I <laughs> moved it a little bit. It's super important to me that we're very clear. I know for a fact that some people benefit greatly yeah. from, from these chemicals. I also know for a fact that some people jump on it too quickly. Yes. And when you can... You can mitigate these things the depression the anxiety and even overcome it powerfully with other uh interventions we'll yeah. say the first the first as soon as you go and you talk to somebody um because i went i was going to a counselor right and i was talking to them it was just you know i have all this stuff on my i just want to talk to somebody make sure i'm not batshit crazy so you talk to a shrink yeah i'm man enough to minute I'm, no i know whatever so i went and i talked to this well my, my thing is I don't know how much I trust them. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. the first thing I said, do you need anything? I go, no. Give me a hug. What Give me a hug. I, I don't need, need anything. I don't want, do you, do, you th do you think that you need a prescription? I go, I'm not going to take that shit. Yeah, and I'm not Why a would doctor? I do that? What do I know? I go, you know, I, I literally said, I go, I'm like, my, my, I'm beat up. I'm like borderline and waiting for a limb to fall off at this time and i still don't go to the goddamn doctor why would i take this yeah i go there's no quick fix i'd rather you know and it's different mentality i get this from my grandfather i too. don't even like taking ibuprofen if i take ibuprofen it's bad and, it's and I, i'll it's be honest you're like, you I've broke taken, your leg i've taken a, a lot of ibuprofen lately yeah uh but i i don't like taking anything i really don't i i don't want to rely on that well i, I gotta tell you I'm because not pain is a good indicator that okay something's wrong yeah, there's pain and then there's chronic pain. That there, means play a lot more half guard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who, but one of our students, you know, he was going through a lot of personal things, and he was telling me 
I didn't realize how bad it was till you know a few months ago we sat in the back room and talked and I was glad that we did because he was hurting man this yeah. guy he was going through a lot and I'm like did you get any help he's like yeah I saw a couple different shrinks and all they they want to just fucking pump you. you full of that's their first and answer. he's like he's like this guy won't even they won't even listen to me he's like I just want some, this is what talk this kid says I just want somebody to listen to me yeah. man. I just I was just trying to talk yeah and they try to like you know tell you just they they impose some things on you that just if they would shut the fuck up and just give it a little bit of time like it's it's not gonna be so bad so this was from a pretty good source i will say that uh there's a full circle that goes on here i, I forget what the movie was um i think it was the one with the, the dick pills in the heart where or no what was the movie where there oh it was um the hell's the name? It's on Hulu. It's a series, Dope Sick, where they were oh, yeah. pushing out. They were pushing and pushing and pushing the oxy. I was like, oh, this will fix this. Uh, you know, oh, you, you, your, your toenails hurt. Oh, just throw them on the oxy. Everything was oxy, oxy. Anyways, the, uh, the drug business and their impact on doctors and how the doctors are being impacted financially and stuff like that, yeah. that's got a lot to do with it. Um, sadly, because you could go to a doctor and they're gonna be like, they're gonna have you in and out in 15 minutes because if they could see five times more patients, that's five times more right. money from the insurance companies. The other thing is their quick answer is it's easier to prescribe you with something that's gonna numb you than it is to help try to solve a problem that they know that they probably cannot solve by well, talking to you. Though I the the dope sick thing and the and the SSRIs, Did I didn't, I can't, dude. My brother, I know, fucking I know, sore, sore subject, but um, the SSRIs versus like the oxycons, like the it, it comes from the same place, I would say. But the SSRIs, I think you can at least argue when a doctor over-prescribes like antidepression medication, yeah. at least I think there's more empathy involved. Yes. Like it, they think it's, all right, like let's just get this person to not fucking hate their lives, yeah. maybe. Where the Oxycontin, that was just all finance. Yeah. That was just like big time fucking right. drug dealers. That they was. were just drug dealers. Legally. They, they destroyed thousands and thousands probably millions, millions of american of lives. lives yeah destroyed them it's disgusting it's hey sad. but at least they had to pay a small fine they paid i i, I read afterwards that they paid a, a fine was like five million dollars five billion dollars yeah but what did they make what did but they make? that's what i was going to get to but their family worth was still like 15 billion dollars yeah dude like get out of here with that yeah how about stupid. we line them up and we shoot them I know what we do. We get them all addicted to to heroin, yeah. And then we we drop them off in Patterson and let yeah, them live. Let them live. Let them live the life that they made so many People. young Americans yeah, live. It's terrible. It's tragic. scumbags. But it, dude, <clears throat> all week there's there's something we missed that I missed this week, and uh, you know I'll I'll try to rectify right now. So we've been doing more mat chats and we're talking a lot more about what we are trying to get out of training. Yeah. And you hear me say it a million times that jujitsu does the heavy lifting. Yep. So even if I shut my stupid mouth and all I do is provide you with a great environment to train, you're going to feel these things happen. Yep. Like your integrity and your honesty and your strength and all yep. these things, they, they, they grow. But when we point it out and we can articulate it and we can create these conversations, which it seems like it's happening. Because just from like social media and stuff, the way like students will post after... Yep like one of these match hats, it sounds like it's landing, which is great. It is. And when you get the conversation going, you can uncover some things. Oh, these guys are here early. Yep. Oh, I'm just, um, I was so excited. I but anyway, so we were talking about harmony harmony this week, which is a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's It should be the easiest because the the perfect example of harmony is the yin-yang. Yeah. Right? The black paisley and the white paisley yep. and then the you know, the eye is white on the black side and the eye is black, black on the on white, white side. side. And it represents, you know, chaos and order. Right? And it it really emphasizes the important not only the importance of both. Hold on. Hey Melissa. Here. Can you get the door? Sorry about that, guys. It's it's Chipotle. It's Chipotes. Um you know the yin yang really highlights the the importance of the balance, of yeah. course, but uh, visually it, it presents like that middle part where the two come together beautifully, which is where we have to walk. Yeah, one foot in order, one foot in chaos. Right yeah. now, one thing that we missed though that I I should have talked about more, and like especially in the wake of this fucking thing that happened with the kids and what we're talking about, which is like the God shaped hole and. 
and like this lack of connection and community and meaning and purpose is one of the things that harmony means is peace. Like if you're in harmony internally, you're at peace, which is one of the most sought after uh, states of being on the face of the planet. Everything that we do. So like even if you boil down this disgusting opioid crisis, it's people where something's wrong. Like I know for my brother, like my brother's been a junkie since he was 17. It's been over 20 years. Now. Yeah, it's crazy. He just can't find peace and he never could. Like when we were little kids, he was just, you could tell, like he just was always uncomfortable. Even when things, a good looking kid, everybody loved him. He was funny. He was outgoing. He just was never comfortable in his own, his skin, own skin, always seeking peace. And he yeah. can only find it with drugs. He never learned how to do yeah. it otherwise. So the fact on the mat that this thing, jujitsu gives us this opportunity to find harmony and, and like have inner peace is so important and so valuable. I, I hate myself for like overlooking that. Mm-hmm. And like, we got to drive that home. Like that's what we're seeking, right? Yeah. You try and seek. You find peace. that peace. Well, it, how it, do you do it by in, engaging in like purposeful turmoil? Yeah. It, you're, you're looking at the fire and say, I'm going to run into that building, even though it's on fire. And that's obviously, should we get into that dude? Should we get into that? I don't know if I'm going to ruffle some feathers or not, but ruffle away. All right, we're going to start off with this with these fucking these poor kids. I'm going to go off of what I've read in the initial news reports. It looks like this, and you could correct me if you saw something different. And okay. hopefully, as this since we inv- briefly spoke about, yeah, it. as the investigation goes on, I hope that we're wrong. Yeah. But it looks like this: this kid, you know. I don't want to be graphic. He did what he did it with his grandma. Drives to the school, posted about it, or he messaged some girl in Germany who was going to go do it. Crashes his car in a ditch outside the school, walks up to the school, and the school resource officer is there and lets the kid walk in. Like, the kid has a rifle in his hand, like, didn't want to engage him. So, as a... Uh, this, I mean, it's like this. They're not allowed to do anything. Okay. All right. I'm glad you said Here's that. Here's the hold issue. On, hold on. Here's hold on. the issue. Go ahead. That's bullshit. All right. Yes. But hold on. So I'm they're done. not allowed to do That's anything. That's all I wanted to say. Protocol states he's not allowed. So he calls back up. They show up. They don't engage the guy. Right? Uh, I just want to interject. Uh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So by now, there's shots. The parents all from the community start fucking pouring in. From what I read... The, the cops that were there, instead of going in to engage this kid as 19, 20, 21 shots are going off mm-hmm. in a classroom, they're outside stopping the parents from going in. They pepper sprayed one of the dads. Yep. They handcuffed one of the moms yep. who are trying in vain to go save their fucking children. Um, now, here's the thing. I Even if it was written in stone in the protocol, I just find it hard to believe that imagine a guy like McGovern you know, yeah. or like, like big knit blue belt Nick. Yeah, like these guys. Imagine, or like McGinnis, or like Brando, Garrett. Or Matt Garrett, Mark. It could be the number one rule of the of the police station. Like, hey, you got to wait for. I don't know what the fuck they're they're waiting for SWAT. They're waiting for forty minutes. First off, this guy's in the classroom with kids. Well, yeah. you know. For forty minutes, yeah. After like, what was tw- it? it? Was forty to fifty minutes before there was any engagement? Yeah, what f- shots going off? Yeah, they did not. And they had well, not only, no, they did something. They secured the perimeter and made no, sure no, that they did not. The dads didn't go in to fucking save to try to yeah. try. Look, man, you don't get to. That's dereliction of duty. I don't care what the rules state. Like, wh- what's the point then? Yeah. What is what, Dude, what, and what look, are you, doing? I, you know me, man. I'm I'm pro law enforcement. Yeah. And I and one of the things that boggles my mind is like I know so many of these guys, like Melvin and like Fonz. How many guys do we train with that are dozens and dozens? We and have a ton. I just couldn't imagine these guys like just st- standing by outside. Them. And then what happens is they they call for backup, and then a border patrol agent shows up by himself. Goes, he's like, they're like, oh, we can't go. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going. He goes in, he kills the guy. Yeah. He took a bullet, but he killed the guy. Yeah. You guys, the guy should get uh, a fucking Medal of Honor for that. I hope he does, man. And not only that, those other guys, like, 
you don't you shouldn't be a cop if the, if you wake up in the this is why this this is this goes back to um the one Keep, of the, let's be honest though we it, this is just we're piecing things together that yes, we've read so far but i will say this is a bigger issue this is the problem where this the those decisions are being made because nobody wants to get sued yeah that's yeah. what it boils down to i but can dude, guarantee there's that always that has there's always the this. there's always the ripcord on that. Yeah. On like, dude, we do have a crazy litigious society, overly litigious. Society. In the last two Just years, the radio. Yeah. Like we talked about it last time. Yeah. Oh, have it's you, never your you fault. fault. Did you fall down? It's not your somebody fault. Somebody owes you money. It's not your fault. You're a dumbass. You didn't see that shoe, dude. Here's the issue. The last couple. Well, this is one of the many issues. The last couple of years have been really bad for the cops, man. Like I wouldn't that's want to be the, a cop. I, these that's days, the right? other point I was going to get to. Remember when we were kids? It was like people wanted to be cops, yeah. and like we treated cops with respect, and yeah. then it fucking changed. Here's and did you do you realize that what are the, what would you say are core jobs that we need in a community? Nurse, doctor, teacher, cop, firefighter. There's, except for the medical field, they're having troubles with everything. Teachers are quitting all yeah, the time. Because we treat them like shit too. Yes. And I, I've just received several texts today of shit that's going on in a school. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, and, and we're talking a four and five year old. Let's get to, look. I, I, I'm just saying, these core um, jobs that you need for your community are not being filled because of the litigious society we live in and that the, the way that Pete, it's it's so Pete, bureaucratic there's a lot shit. of shitty teachers out there no no i understand Pete, that there's Why a do you lot think that there's is? a lot of shitty cops yes there is you know that's there's a lot of shitty people in general that's, that's the thing there's shitty parents that's true there's shitty yeah. jujitsu instructors yes there is Why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> <laughs> this is the point i want to get across like the last two years have been tough to be a cop man yeah. and and you can argue the last like you know fifty years have been tough for for certain communities. Yeah. In the face of policing. Yes. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's not the argument I'm making. At no. the end, what the argument I'm making is throw all that bullshit aside. And it's not bullshit if that's like you know the no, thing. You that, don't mean it in that. What sense. I mean, I mean is mean. there's one thing that trumps everything. Yeah. One thing that when the chips are you know chips fucking or whatever yeah. yeah. That we always, we all acknowledge that the kids are the most important. The chips. Yeah, the, the Lay's, Lay's potato chips. The kids are the most important. Yes, 100%. So it's like. <laughs> They're our future. If you wake up, if you, there, there's a reason we treat, you know, if you have a, a fucking head on your shoulders, there's a reason we treat cops a little bit differently. Like, they get the free coffee at Wawa. They get 10% off at the academy. Yeah. Like, they, you know, there's perks that come with the respect of the job because, it's understood when the fit hits the shan, as you like to say. Yes. They're the ones who are in the shit. Yes, they are. And what happened the other day is just like, bro, you, hey guys, you broke the social contract. Yes. You know what I you mean? You failed. If you your wake community. up, and I get it, nobody wants to, nobody wants to go to work with the prospect of of getting shot. No. But you got to think about that before you put on the badge. Yes. You have to think if you wake up in the morning. Like if I wake up one morning and I'm like, dude, I don't even like jujitsu anymore. Guess what? It's time to hang up the belt. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh man, the thought of like putting my life on the line for these people. Okay, I get it, dude. You Step can join down. the join the elevator union. Yeah. It's time for a new career. Yes. I don't care if they told you that like in the rule book, you gotta like establish blah blah. blah. Once you hear pop 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 in a fucking elementary school, what do you do? There's no answer. What do you do? What Tell do you them. think? You go in. You go you, in. You end this. Or you get shot trying. And you know what, though? But that's my job. That's why I signed the contract. Agreed. That's why when, you know, I can remember when we were, when I was in the Navy and we were, they were like, I can't believe we're going to have to go over to Kuwait. I go, why did you join the Navy? Why did you join the military? Yeah. What did you think you were coming in here? I wanted to get my GI Bill. Well, you're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, <laughs> you, you know that, and, and have you ever heard of this thing? There's this new thing. It's called history. <laughs> Let's look at history. There's a good chance that at any given time, shit's going to happen and you're going to have to do something. Yeah, look, let's, and, and, let's be very clear again. And I've talked to a couple guys already and I was talking to my uncle. He's got a lot of cops in his life. And, and it sounds like the resounding sentiment is from, from the cops is like, what the fuck were these guys doing? Thinking. What were they thinking? What it were seems they, like that. Who made that decision to say, don't aggress? Yeah. Set a perimeter. 
I just don't. That's I just don't see like all the guys I know. I don't see any of them just sitting there. One, if if the guy barricaded himself and you didn't hear anything else, that'd be one thing. It's like, all right, maybe this is a hostage yep. situation, and let's not aggravate him or provoke him. Yep. Once you hear like a couple pops, you throw your fucking rule book on the floor. Yeah. You pull out your gun and you run in. And there needs to be. And and, and look, I I've seen so many posts and pictures of. And I guess there's a school in Florida where there's, and I, I agree with this 100%, right? And I first off, let me preface this with, we shouldn't have to do this, but there's a lot of vets out there that are highly trained. Yeah. They should be, you know, pay them to stand in front of, or stay, be security. Have a security force at your school. We I shouldn't have to do it. We the, really the shouldn't good, have to do it. The good thing about having the cops, so now Scarlet School, just there was always one cop, now there's going to be two at all times. And yeah. they, they have like the one point of entry. I like the way they do it. And the good thing about using the cops, here's the funny thing. I was talking to Melissa about this. Like, I'm not uncomfortable with cops at the school with guns. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about, like, the vets. That's the thing. Like, you know, yeah. they are not. They don't have the extensive background checks and, and all yeah. that that well, the cops I, would. I, obviously, there's a You would have to do all that, fulfill. right. Yeah. But the other thing is this, and, you know, you might agree. I would much rather have half the fucking police department at my daughter's school every day instead of giving like parking tickets yes like they're per, they're giving out speeding tickets they gotta make money I, I, I get it dude but i'm I'd, just saying i'm looking at the way i'm saying it well they gotta make their money. all right well how about this how about let's keep our fucking kids alive yeah i agree with you let's keep our kids alive let's look at what are where i'm getting heated dude when so you say it like that listen hold on hold on there, hold a, on dude, dude, this is very delicate this is delicate i know it is you're saying it like that like it's it's like if it were it's not the cops' fault. No, it's not, and that's what I'm not saying. So, well, what happened down there might be I'm, I, not fault, but somebody like, made a decision. Lack of, uh, lack of action is fucking your chain of command. You what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, in like a town like ours, it just it makes sense to have cops like at the the school. It makes yeah. sense. I think most of them do, especially in Marlton. I think they. But have I'm them. saying more. Like I'd rather allocate that. Quote yeah. unquote protection that, like, instead of like driving around the neighborhood, I'd rather have you at the school. The yeah, whole I so if, if I, I may be wrong, if somebody knows for sure, correct me. I think they had like recently retired police, they were in like a reserve status. Uh huh. Or, I don't even know, it's like an inactive reserve, whatever it is. That's they're, what we have at Avery's yeah, school. They're working at the school. Yeah. They, that's good what guy. their job really is. So guy. you have guys that just recently detached. They did their 25 years. They're mm -hmm. still associated as being a police officer, and they're working the schools. They're assisting at the schools and stuff like that. And I'm like, game on. That's good. That's Dude, beautiful. You know, what, you know what I noticed about all these things? Every time, it seems, it seems that whenever this fucking thing happens, a teacher always gets shot trying to save the kids. Yeah. All I'm asking is like, the guy with the gun, you should be in there too. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. I don't have all the answers, and obviously this is fresh, and I have kids. And you're you know, angry. I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm scared. Dude, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. And, you know. I think we're all scared. It's just, it's the word. So, I don't want to get, I don't want to be dramatic, but, like, if that were, you know, if if I only had one kid, and, and that was Scarlet, and yeah. that happened... I just wouldn't be. It wouldn't the, be you again. I'd die. I would yeah. just kill myself. I would just go into the ocean. I would walk into the ocean, and never walk out. So I'm, I'm fucking terrified. So that's if if it sounds like we're being harsh. No. It's because we're coming from a place of fucking fear. fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I hope. I hope we're on the airplane coming back from Key West, and <laughs> I I was the I was the aisle behind the the uh, emergency exit. Mm -hmm. Which has more room, but it was three old Bettys were sitting there, yeah. and the the flight attendant goes, "Excuse me, Miss, would you be able to lift like thirty five pound, thirty eight pounds in the case of emergency?" And the lady, like just the old fucking Betty, looked at her like, "Huh? Like I can't even hear you." And yeah. she's like, "Can you? You need to say yes." And she goes, "Yes." And Melissa looks at me. She's like, "Should I be nervous about this? Like that that broad can't lift that fucking door." Yeah. I'm like, "I already got it planned out. Like I'll jump right over. I'll I'll throw the thing." And then Melissa goes. Do you help them get out or do we just run out first? Just step on their chest. And I hope, well, here's the thing. There were a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids on that flight. Kids first. So Women and children first. The old ladies, I'm sorry, but you had your go. Yeah. You you had your dance. Yeah. It's time to take a seat. And, yeah. you know, the kids go first. Yeah. The kids go first. Yeah. 
and uh, and it, it, the the conversation devolved pretty quickly because I realized it's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, it's like a social credit system because one guy was morbidly obese. He right. weighed like, dude, when I tell you he weighed like 500 pounds, he might have been more than that. Did he have a two seat? He had, well, it was him, his wife, who was not much smaller than him, and their one-year-old that, who was about your size. That's impressive. Yeah, and it was just child, it was child abuse. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, I would have to save the kid. But that guy, that guy, like, in terms of, like, who I help off the plane. Yeah. I'm He's sorry, last. dude, like, me and my wife are going before you. Yeah. You're, I'll help your kid, but you and your wife, like, you made your decision yeah. kind of thing. You have a chance of but stroking out any kids always time. go first. Always go the first. The kids always go. You Like, you're the future. Like, the, in a lot of ways, the only reason to fucking be here is to propagate and to develop the next generation. You're not going to do the George Costanza? What's that? You know, oh, <laughs> fire, 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 push pushes the old lady out of the way. No, or, that's that makes sense. Yeah. The old lady, get out, dude. Listen, you had your shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, anytime that comes up, I think it could stands running over the people to get out. Get out of the way. There's a fire. There's a fire. Yeah, it was really just like and some then bacon grease. Who the, was the um, guy, the financial guy on the Titanic? The one guy on the Billy Zane. I don't know. The one guy where on he the, grabbed the, a poor kid and was like, yeah, "I have a child." I have a child. Yeah, yeah, that prick. And then all of his his colleagues saw him and just like looked at him with shame. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. <sighs> and yet Jack couldn't get any room on that door. That bitch. No. <laughs> Selfish broad. <laughs> but yeah, the it, I mean, look, I don't think we should end on such a negative. No, thing. no, no, no. And and I, again, I think that you said it correctly. Everything, there's a lot of fear right now. There's a lot of fear in the overprescription of drugs. There's an, a, a fear that uh, maybe there's people that are attaining guns, not even just illegally, but they Who shouldn't mentally have they shouldn't have them. That uh, again, I'm a I'm but pro dude, gun. If, if I'm they have it, if that. they have it, don't you? Wouldn't you feel better? Like I would love to sit one of like if if one of our students is listening to this is so anti-gun that. They wouldn't. They they they're just strict, staunch anti-gun for yeah. everyone. I'd love to sit them down and just see their face when I say, "Look, the bad guys have the gun. Don't. When you want like somebody like me to, to also have, have, have one." Yeah, that's the other thing is you you again. We brought this up that you know there's uh, countries that have no. You're not allowed to have a gun. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I don't know if I told you Australia. this. So when we were in Scotland, the base police, you know, the military police. Um, they they all have guns, you know. Typical military police. The the Scots that were working the base, they had to. They were told they had to carry guns. They were, we don't want to carry guns. They can't carry guns, so they would carry them without uh, a magazine. In it. That's weird. It's crazy. But one of the things that I got to talk in because I was in pretty good with those guys. I was talking to me. One of the guys did carry. He goes, "What a lot of these and because some of the guys are like older, retired." Uh, Scottish military, whatever that they came in there. Scottish, Scotland. They're in Scotland, but they were, um, you know, they were just kind of cruising out, you know, just making that extra money. They're double dipping. Yeah, but he's like the thing that these guys forget is that there's, there's a lot of guns in this country. It's unfortunately that the bad guys have them, and that's a big issue. How about Avery sneaking in? I know she's sneaking. Well, it's probably totally like, be Navy quiet. Seal. She's, she's funny. Like, um, I want to, we can leave with this. The funny thing is, we've talked about this before. Yeah. When, especially when we were highlighting what Tim Kennedy is doing and, you know, his stance. But I, I jump on Twitter sometimes just to see how crazy everybody is. And uh, you get some good hot takes. But it's also good access to, like, some of the best and the brightest minds in the yeah. world. Yeah, I agree. Eric Weinstein was showing, or Weinstein was, was, showing, was saying, he, he kind of was making a call for the return of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Why? He was like, what that place, need, that instance needed was, was a fucking cowboy. Yeah. Somebody who was glory seeking, yeah. and big swinging, you know what? And yep. That's what we need. Like You need the big horns on the front of the pickup truck and drive yeah, in look, and you say. you can't. We've talked about this at yeah. depth, but this is a good reminder. Like, you need, you need guys like, like you need us. That. You, you need, need that. You need the good guy who's, who's willing to like confront evil yeah. and is more importantly capable of doing it. That's the key. Yeah, dude. So when, you, if you look at a guy like me or like you, you know, we've got some muscles, we got tattoos, our ears are jacked up. We're very clear about like what we like and what yes. we don't like. 
I mean, I think it's subsiding, but for a while, somebody would just label us as toxic masculinity, yeah. fucking, you know, epitomizing toxic masculinity. But look at the role we play in people's lives. Yeah. Look at what we do for the kids at the school. We're role models for all these young boys and girls. Yeah. You know, we're like a symbol of strength and determination and grit. You know, there's, there's so much value in that. I had a uh, Saturday night. I was at uh, King's Road. I sent you a picture of Big Billy. Yeah. When he was Big there Bill. rocking his McHugh shirt from uh, 2002. When you <laughs> but... Uh, I was we there. Gotta get that guy a new shirt. Yeah, he needs a new one. I told him I said, "Stop up, we'll get you one, man." I go, "You need a, yeah. you need an upgrade there." Um, I said, "These new ones are really good too, especially that gray one." Yes. But uh, I saw a couple parents there as well, and uh, it was one of those moments of, I wonder if my kids listen to what he said, and he says, "You know, I'm a guy that uh, when it comes to looking for role models for my kids." Your father's one of the good ones. He goes, he's the guy that I would put my kids in your hands. And I go, that, that's one of those things. It sh- just strikes you. Yeah. And it, it brings the reality, man. It, it really, you know, I hold that uh, very high. Yeah. You know, as one of my, one, I'm very prideful that these parents trust us. You know, I went to Sammy Terry's thing. Mm-hmm. And the parents, you know. Uh, that means Edna, a lot. Edna, that means yeah, a lot. They, they wanted me to go. She wanted me to go. I mean. We're making such an impact on these kids, and they see it. And that's the other thing is we're making such a positive impact. You know, well, I think one of the powerful things, the especially especially for us mentoring and being role models for like the young girls, which yeah. we are, it's uh, it's just proof that there doesn't have to be a lack of like like macho ness and yeah. masculinity and and all the things we embody to have a positive like role in a little girl's life yeah or even a little boy's life yeah there's so much balance like we talk about harmony all harmony and there's balance, so much balance yeah. like dude you cry three times a day yeah pretty much i'm i'm like a big softy with my girls yeah. there's there's a whole certain things will really get me yeah hard yeah. there's a whole dare i say femininity Cottonell commercial yeah yeah with the bear and <laughs> the like bear. his butt is is getting rubbed <laughs> oh, raw from so the leaves yeah, dude, I just this is just another example of how important it is to have people capable of violence. You need to have it. You need it. You need sheepdogs. You do. You need, and the more we have, the better. Yeah. The better. I will say that this reinforces my desire to do more uh, training. Yeah. Outside the academy yeah, training. Yeah, yeah, tactical stuff. Tactical right? stuff, uh, sh- you know, sharpen the skills that I once had. You know, there's certain things that I still know, and, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but I still, you know, we talked about before, my head's always on a swivel. I'm always aware. Situational awareness is number with number one with me at all times, and uh, just because I have no trust in humanity, yeah, and uh, I want to be ready at any given time to address a situation if need to be, and uh, this is another one where I think it's getting to a point where I'm like... I really need to start brushing up on my skills. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a couple places where you could go. They'll help you uh, brush them up. I mean, we also have access to some of the best firearms guys. Yes, agreed, like, agreed. Anywhere. No, and, and I totally agree with that. So, but uh, I, it's just, I, I, I think, I, and I, we, this is another wormhole that we'd be jumping into. But I think we're at a turning point as a country. We really are, and I think that we need to more more people need to take a stand and hold people accountable for the decisions that are being made or the decisions that are not being made. Dude, you know what would be powerful? The pride that you know what would solve the whole thing? We turn our phone off and we turn the TV off. Yeah. Seriously, imagine imagine like a 6-month reset where nobody can get access to social media yeah. when they can't watch Fox News or CNN. So if they're not being told all day that if, that they have to hate people, imagine they're being programmed. That's oh, my totally. belief. They're, of course. they're being programmed. And Dude, propaganda is nothing new. No. It's as old as civilization. But now it's 24-7. All day. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. I, I was listening to um, Jack Carr was on uh, Rogan. And again, I like he's a great author. I like his books. I've been, I'm, I'm reading, uh, still finishing up the first book. Um, and uh, he's talking about, and they talk about it. They go, you know, there was a time where you just got the facts. Yeah. Now, now you're getting, well, there was a time you got the facts that they wanted you to have. 
True. Like everybody but always that, talks that, about Walter Cronkite. <laughs> yeah. Like you think everything Walter Cronkite was saying was that was true? He was you think he wasn't well, lying about fucking Vietnam, the Gulf of Tonkin and all this. <laughs> so there was You yes. think he didn't have no, a direct no, no. line to I'm the I'm thinking fucking Ron White Burgundy where you put anything up on the thing and he's gonna <laughs> yeah, read I'm it. Ron Burgundy? <laughs> God damn it, who put a question mark? <laughs> but uh no, I, I, I but I think there's more opinion pieces now than there was then. Yeah. In and the news. In the yeah. News. In the news. It's, That's it's, why it's I always go back. The answer is always communities. When you, the answers always yes. go more local. Yeah. It's I, always the answer. Yeah. I think it, you, and again, that goes, what I reinforced what I was kind of going towards as a bigger picture is, you know, I can't address what's happening in Philadelphia or Newark or Newark, Delaware. I can only address what's happening in our community, and I think that's a great place to start. And and truthfully, the only thing you can really believe is the thing you can set your eyes on. See, feel, touch, believe. You, you know, um, Monday's big day. Oh, yeah. We got the rock and roll yeah. starting nine. We're going to leave from the We're academy. mustering up at 845. Don't be a purple belt and show up late. Otherwise, you'll be running to catch up to us. Um, we're going to have uh, the truck, uh, a lead and trail truck. Throw some cases of water in there, maybe a couple six packs of beer. <laughs> uh, so, because I know there was a couple people to talk to. Oh, what if I can't do it? I go jump in a truck. That's yeah. you're good to go. But um, and like we talked earlier, is so, you know what's the why five point eleven? Well, that's just the circle. That's just the route it was. Good enough. Um, it's a good start, and hopefully uh, next year we'll be able to do like a good ten. Yeah, and do so. I would love to do that ten and keep tacking on. Awesome. Or have a couple different loops, but we're uh, we're over two thousand dollars we've raised, which is awesome. Beautiful. And again, it's for the vets. You know, we're doing. It, we're really making an impact, man. It, it, you know, to get these scholarships out there to people, to have a war chest to be able to do that. That's the first thing. Now it's a matter of trying to get find more vets. Yeah. To get them in. And get them on the map. Dude, the more stuff like this we do, the more visibility, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And we're making an impact in our community, man. That's awesome. Awesome. So, All right, dude. Have a good one. Happy Memorial Day, guys. See you.